0: It is Friday, January 8th. We are back with Tiny Nick's Giant Picks. I'm Nick Hamity and with me today I have Dylan Thomas and Pear Brothin. Uh, Dylan, it has obviously become the listener's favorite part of the show, so <laughs> give us uh, your historical fact for today.
1: I'm glad it's everybody's favorite. I, I was just telling Pear before we hopped on here, it was hard for me to choose today because this was actually a pretty cool, monumental day in sports history. So first, a couple of quirky things. I'm going to give a couple days, a uh, day in history items here. Uh, I'm wearing a Kentucky Wildcats hoodie as we speak. Back in 1945, they set an NCAA record by holding their opponent, Arkansas State, to 6 points, six points in the whole game. The final was 75 to six. Another college basketball team that we've been talking about, about 10 years later, broke a record that's Furman, and they set the NCAA basketball single game scoring record with 154 points at home. Uh, Then that same year, Georgia Tech ends Kentucky's 130 game home basketball win streak. So a few fun little NCAA uh, days in history today.
0: Hey, well, at least it was about a real sport. Um, it was really hard for me not to jump in with, uh, and I rock Kentucky blue on these hoes. Uh, I'm sorry, I had to. Uh, now let's get started here. I just uh,
2: really miss the cycling facts. That's that yeah, you know, so sustaining. It for doesn't me. feel it's right as a without, sports fan.
0: Like all of us have too much confidence to talk when Ethan's not here, just to to bring us down. So. It it, it doesn't. It it doesn't feel right without Ethan here to just. I was waiting for Ethan to just smash me for my joke right there, and uh,
2: without Ethan with us today,
0: yeah, yeah, Ethan's. uh, Ethan's on a work call right now, so we just didn't feel like waiting for him. Uh, He'll be back with us on Monday. Now, um, Pear Dylan, uh, we got the the real gambling degenerates here. Um, No Pep today, which uh, I I don't know where Pep is, so we're missing one of the gambling degenerates, but. Uh, I want to start out here talking about the Steelers game, Dylan. Um, Break it down for us, and what should we be be looking for um, come this weekend?
1: Yeah, so this is uh, unfortunately, I think, not going to be as fun of a game as it could have been if uh, circumstances were a little bit different. Uh, I've got the Steelers coming in at minus six right now, obviously, at home. They're playing in Pittsburgh. A couple key components, a few key components here. Stefanski, who is both the head coach and the play caller, is not going to be there. So they've got their special teams guy calling – or being the interim head coach. And then someone is stepping in to do some play calling too – Not going to be pretty for their offense, and they've been bumpy already. The Steelers played really well last week to end the game against the Colts, um, or two weeks ago, I should say. I had the Colts in that game, so I wasn't happy about it, but the Steelers looked very good. Uh, Cleveland, again, has been practicing virtually. They've got the COVID protocol going on. A few key missing components on defense, safety Ronnie Harrison and linebacker Meander are both gone. I think more importantly – their Pro Bowl left guard, Joel Bitonio, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, and he's been obviously huge for the rushing attack this year. He's going to be gone, and so is Hodge. So a couple of offensive weapons are going to be gone again. Basically, long story short, the miracle of Cleveland making the playoffs for the first time since 02, the story's going to end right there. They made the playoffs. They're going to get their asses kicked by the Steelers this weekend. Uh, Rudolph threw very well against the Brown secondary last week, finishing with 315 yards and a couple touchdowns. Pittsburgh's getting Ebron back. Big Ben has only ever lost two games to Cleveland, uh, seven and two ATS at home this year with an average winning margin of six and a half. Everything I'm looking at for this game tells me that the Steelers are going to dominate Cleveland on Saturday.
0: So I'll finish uh, today's show with a, uh today's NFL segment with a little bit of my leans and where I'm headed. But uh, just to give you guys a little preview, I agree with everything you just said, Dylan, the COVID monster got the Browns, the Browns uh, they're, they're kind of like the Ravens here, except for it happened to them too, too late to recover from it. Whereas the Ravens now they're starting to uh, they're starting to round into shape at just the right time. I think the Browns are dead here. I like the Steelers on a T spot in a big way. Um, being that it's a six-point spread. But I also think that the Steelers should be able to cover in this game. Uh, People talking about Juju's comments firing up the Browns. um, Juju basically saying they're the same old Browns. He's not afraid of them. And he kind of said, like, thank God we're playing the Browns again. I personally don't really care about what he said. I don't think it's going to fire the Browns up. I think it says more to how little the Steelers actually fear the Browns. Yeah. (laughs) Well,
1: and you don't want Pittsburgh to come out flat, but – even if it does fire up the Browns, the Browns are missing a lot of guys to be fired up. Who's going to come out there and compete? Well, there? That's, and, that's and they're the going thing. into Pittsburgh where they get their asses kicked all the time. Cleveland has lost 17 straight games in Pittsburgh, 17 straight, and they've only covered six of them. So they ought to just get used to getting their asses kicked there.
0: Well, that, that's the thing. And if the Steelers were 16-0 and 0 coming into this game, um, I wouldn't like what Juju said, but they're playing like, pretty bad football as of late. They need something to spark them. Juju just got, you know, lit up a couple weeks ago against the <laughs> Bengals. So I like it. It gives them a little bit of a backbone, and I think the Steelers do come out and win this one. Taking us to another AFC uh, North game here with the Ravens. Um, Dylan, what are, you thinking, uh, what are you thinking about this Ravens game, and um, where, do we, where do we go from here with this Titans team?
1: Yeah. So I I mentioned this, I think this Monday on our preview episode, but to me, the Ravens are one of the best teams in football right now. And they had kind of fallen off the radar a little bit over the past few weeks because they had some hiccups. Mind you, some of that was the self-proclaimed COVID monster as well, but they are absolutely reeling right now. I think that not only can they beat the Titans and perhaps handily this weekend, uh, and that's not going to be my lean. I'll give you my lean here. But I think that they could go on and beat the Chiefs as well and, and take the throne in the AFC. That said, five straight wins for Baltimore. Last week, they legitimately, this is not just a, a you know, oh my gosh, they had 400 rushing yards. No, Baltimore had 404 rushing yards last week, which yeah, is Yeah, no insane. hyperbole. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Titans defense is obviously not solid. They've allowed about 120 rushing yards a game this season. The last three games have been even worse, allowing over 150 yards over the last three games. And so I'm expecting the Ravens to rack up a lot of points. Of course, on the other side of the ball, we've got Derrick Henry, who could easily pump out 150 against the Ravens. Tannehill hasn't been a slack. This Tennessee offense is averaging 3.7 touchdowns a game, which is second best behind only the Packers who are averaging four touchdowns a game. So I'm seeing a lot of statistics Statisticians, statisticians rather predicting that this game is a, a 27, 23 type of a game. I don't see that. I'm seeing a 35, 42, even with the line at 54 and a half, which is generally a high over in the NFL. I, I figure this one finishes closer to the seventies.
0: Yeah, Dylan, you did your homework. I'm, uh, I'm impressed. So. And we only
1: I, I... have a few football games left, so I can spend a little extra time on them.
0: Now, how uh, confident are you? I, this line is actually hovered between three and three and a half points for the Ravens. Uh, we talked about it last show. Pretty rare that a wild card team is actually the favorite in a game like this. Yeah. Um, the line has uh, started to normalize a little bit towards the Titans, but if that gets under three points or three points uh, on the push, do you trust the Ravens to cover three points against this Tennessee team?
1: Yeah, so you mentioned the key for me there. If I do take either side of the spread, uh, I want to see three points there. Tennessee, again, it's an explosive offense. If this is a shootout type of a game, it's not unreasonable to say that it finishes with three points. And Tennessee's at home. So if I've got a home underdog at three and a half, usually, statistically speaking, that would be my lean Um So, yeah, if it moves to three, I would be more comfortable taking the Ravens here. Again, it could be a 10- or 15-point game, too. I'm not really sure there.
0: Now, let's bring in the Paris here. Uh, Pear, what are you thinking uh, in terms of this Ravens game? Um, I don't really want to hear any rebuttal for the Steelers game because I love everything Dylan said, and I want to believe that uh, with my own heart that's what I'm going with. But this Ravens game has a lot more uh, question to it, being that the Titans uh, are the higher seed. The Titans are, are, you know, the better team, um, the higher ranked team, I should say. I hate, I hate seed talk. Um, the Ravens why you, also, why do you
2: hate seed talk? I thought you were, uh, going one seed versus one. seed. <laughs> <in
0: football. laughs> uh, I'm still sticking with my one seed. Super Bowl. Now, obviously that leads us to, uh, you know, this, this under over being high, like Dylan said at 54 and a half, are you, are you rolling with the over as well, And do you trust the Ravens to, uh, to kind of get out of the rut that they were in in the middle end of the season and, and finish the way that they actually finished week 16 and 17.
2: You know, I think there are profitable angles in this game. Um, The over being one of them. Uh, Yeah. It's a high total for, for a playoff game, but uh, the previous two times uh, that the total was posted this high in a playoff game, uh, it went to 73 points in both of those games. So uh, they're hanging a high total for a reason. Uh, I think the other, Profitable angle in this game is uh, Lamar Jackson uh, passing touchdowns prop is at one and a half. You can get take back at plus one thirty on the over for that uh, against the Titans defense that is I think thirtieth in pass defense something like that. Uh, it's definitely bottom four. So it's not good. No, it's it's. Awful. So even Lamar Jackson can probably throw a couple of touchdowns uh, against Tennessee in what should be a shootout. So if you believe it's a shootout, you can get uh, plus money on that prop right there. Um, as far as the side goes in this game, I would probably take Tennessee uh, just because looking at uh, at Baltimore, they're their games that they've been trashing teams uh, in recently have not been good teams they're kind of that bully that uh, everyone's afraid of until someone punches them in the mouth and i don't think there's anybody better to punch you in the mouth than derrick henry so uh, i think they actually kind of get run over in this game and uh, derrick henry will be able to keep it close
0: guys is this real did lamar jackson lead the nfl in passing touchdowns last year that's that's I'm, i just pulled it up that's what it says lamar jackson
1: patrick mahomes that wasn't
0: I yeah. am so confused. It says passing touchdowns. Lamar Jackson is the. Lead. We'll, we'll we'll come back to that. Uh, we'll come either way. It says uh, he had thirty six, which I would think wouldn't be the the league lead. Um, but Lamar Jackson one and a half touchdowns. Maybe maybe it's total touchdowns with rushing touchdowns combined, and this stat is just skewed. But uh, Lamar Jackson one and a half touchdowns is I, I like the over on that too with plus odds because he's been throwing the ball a lot better the last month, and people were really starting to run with that running back narrative and all the jokes and people were really starting to forget about how, uh, how good and what made Lamar Jackson, the quarterback that he is, um, especially from his Louisville days. But pair um, that leads us to another mobile quarterback, Russell Wilson taking on I I don't know, is he taking on Wofford or Jared Goff? We'll find out. Um, That's a good question. It it, it has a, that has Seahawks written all over it to, uh, to the public. I would imagine Um, pair what angle are you taking on the Seahawks game?
1: Pair real quick before you hop in on this. I did a quick search here. Lamar Jackson led the league in passing touchdowns with thirty six, followed what? by famous Jameis Winston last year. Dude, with what, where was
0: Mahomes?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, twenty six. Oh, he, yeah, he missed, he missed, missed games
2: with his knee. Games. Yep.
1: Yeah. Dude, I, um, I was like, yeah. what is going on? I think Jameis didn't Jameis Winston have 33 picks also. Is
0: he 33? <laughs> yeah,
2: I think that sure. was <laughs> pretty close at least.
0: Yeah, I, I have a feeling Lamar had a, a slightly better touchdown to interception oh, ratio. I'm, I'm certain. Than, yeah. <laughs> than, than famous Jameis. But uh yeah, back to the Seahawks here, pair. Um, what's our angle for this game against the Rams? And uh does Wofford slash Goff have any chance of getting this getting this win?
2: Well, you uh you just nailed it right there with um, you know, who's gonna play quarterback for the Rams. And whether it's Goff or Wolford, uh, I don't think it matters to the to the best angle on this game, which is the under forty two and a half. Uh, I just don't see how you get points in this game, given that uh, you know we saw these teams play twice this year. The first total was fifty five, the second total was forty eight. The first one went under by sixteen, the second one went under by nineteen. I mean, it's not even close. Rams games are twelve and four to the under this season. Uh, Seattle has had a total flip of identity in the second half of the season uh, you know six of their first eight games went over seven of their second of their next eight games went under uh, and Pete Carroll against the Rams 15 and seven to the under uh, since he took over as head coach unreal so, like like I said that there's just too many trends uh, saying under in this game and when you have uh, an offense this is a uh, with as many question marks and injuries as the Rams do, I, I just don't see where points are going to come from in this.
0: Dylan, I apologize for uh, everything Perry just said. Stay away from, uh, stay away from listening to that if you're uh, like Dylan and you uh, yeah. hate unders. But it I actually agree. Great, but he's right. It, yeah, I, mean... I agree with everything he just said. <laughs> this game would be surprising to get over this number, and when it's when when you can use the word surprising to get it to an over, it's the only time I'll take an under. So I, I agree with you on this one. Um, Pair, any other unders or any other, uh, I guess, road dogs or anything else you, you really like in uh, in terms of this weekend?
2: Um, well, I'll, let's take a look at another prop, actually, from that game. Uh, Russell Wilson's passing yards. Uh, I think it's at like 255 or something like that. Uh, he averages 220-something against the Rams, uh, so I would take the under on Russell Wilson's passing yards. <laughs> another under. Game. I mean, it's it's just too easy. <laughs> like, the numbers just, just support this stuff way too much.
0: Hey, there's a reason unders hit more than overs. The public just uh, can't do it. You you could watch four unders hit, and the one that loses would be more painful for me to watch than all four of the wins I <laughs> had. So uh, I don't know what it is about unders. Uh, like I say, Dylan, plug and chug. Try the system and uh, just check the box score. I was now, telling people
2: before
1: side. we hopped on here, I said – I. I Two three days ago, I slapped together a parlay. I, I took a quick lean, didn't even research it. This is what I think will happen in all six of the games. And I, I Dylan Thomas, I took the under in that game in my parlay. So we'll there see. What up yeah.
0: When when you lose a parlay because on, of an on under, I, I know you are going to be ready to kill somebody. This, yeah, he's uh,
1: sitting right here in the Zoom meeting right now. Yeah,
0: in the Zoom meeting, and he's the oldest person in the Zoom meeting. Uh, that is going to die the first because you're going to kill him. <laughs> now, uh, Pear, I want to talk about the Saints game for just a quick minute. Um, the Saints team, I, you, you've you been high on the Saints all year. You were talking about the Saints defense. They obviously had a, you know, a mixed bag of things happen to them with Drew Brees breaking his uh, whole entire body slash rib cage slash chest slash he probably shouldn't be playing in a football game anymore. Um,
2: yeah, he, he broke everything, probably including his dick in that, in that game. <laughs> that was <And> they, rough. <laughs>
0: They still have famous Jameis just uh, riding the sideline with uh, Taysom there uh, to go alongside this defense. But this Saints team is playing against the joke of the playoffs, in my opinion, the Chicago Bears. The Bears are a 10-point road dog. Uh, I still think the Bears suck, and I hate them. So um, if I had to – I'm not – this is not one of the games that I'm going to cap, but if I had to take something in this game, uh, being a tease guy, I would probably tease down – Tease down the Saints or just take the Saints because the Bears suck. But uh, what's your angle on this game? I know it's a game that you're interested in. What do you got?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking at this game thinking it's a, it's a great teaser opportunity for the Saints. Um, but, you know, 10 points is a lot of points to lay uh, in the playoffs, especially given how the Saints have looked in the playoffs the last couple times out. A um, couple of really shocking losses for them and whether they can get over that mental hump. Is going to be a big question, but again, Dylan, uh, earmuffs on this one. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the under in this game, uh, sitting at 47.
0: Holy shit. An under sweep for the Paris.
2: Yeah. Um, I, these are two teams that play really slow. Um, Chicago's 14th in the NFL in seconds per play. The saints are 29th in seconds per play. Uh, so both these teams at relatively are extremely low paces, um, both defenses are top six in success rate against both the pass and the run. Um, expected points added. They're both top six uh, on defensive EPA. Uh, and the Mitchell Trubisky. We're steam. bringing up
0: the big guns today, guys. I like it.
2: Yeah. Uh, the Mitchell <laughs> Trubisky steam is not to be believed. Uh, these hey, games there's, Mi-
0: there's Mitchell Trubisky steam. Who in the fuck thinks Mitch Trubisky is a good quarterback?
2: Uh, Bears GM Ryan Pace has to in order to have any kind of pride in the rest of his life for taking him over (laughs) to Sean Watson and Patrick Mahomes, Uh, trading up to take him over (laughs) to
0: Sean Watson. I think there was a couple other late late quarterbacks in that. That was just hilarious. Mitch Trubisky is just a a dumpster fire of a quarterback. So you're you're, you're rolling with the under on this one solely because you think that Trubisky is going to have a hard time putting up 20 points against – the Saints, correct?
2: Yeah, the Saints' defense, number two in DVOA, it's the best that Trubisky's has faced uh, by a wide margin. Uh, I think the the Saints will probably do some scoring in this game, although uh, the Bears' defense, Bears' run defense, is very good. Um, so I, I think that'll probably limit uh, what can happen offensively in this game. I think the Saints want to get this game over with and uh, on to the next week, where Elvin Kamara can get a little further over the Rona and we should see a pretty low scoring affair here. Uh, these teams played a few weeks. Uh, well, a couple months ago now in the regular season, it took overtime to get over this 47 number. So I see it uh, pretty low.
0: All right. Well, that, uh, that leads me to my, uh, my leans here, tying next giant picks. Um, the biggest picks in the whole entire world, the box dude. The Bucks, man, like they're gonna roll. They're gonna steamroll the stupid Washington football team. And the, the football team, uh, pair. Are you actually shaking your head at me? You think like this D front is gonna score thirty points for them? Like they they can't score. How are they gonna win a game that they have oh, a guy yeah. that I no? Before I get into this, pair, you are shaking your head at me over there. What the fuck do you have to contest about me thinking <laughs> that the
2: Buccaneers <laughs> are gonna steamroll this game? I don't know, man. It's. Some, let's let's just all agree that something weird is going to happen. Alex Smith's weekend.
1: wife had his leg brace thing molded into the lambo or the uh fucking lombardi trophy. lombardi trophy that's what's gonna go wrong here <laughs> is that the world wants alex smith to keep winning and everyone hates tom brady that's what's gonna happen here
0: so when i see the uh the disney movie for alex smith uh in about 10 years <laughs> i'll know that 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 movie cost me about 30 grand yeah that'll so, be it. no a uh, pair actually though tell me um do you really not think the Bucks are going to win this game? Because I, dude, I, I understand like this 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 Washington football team D front is for real. I mean, they got these these young these young beasts. I mean, I wouldn't want to run away from Montrez Sweat. Uh, these guys are freaks, but at the same time, they can't score. Their quarterbacks on one leg. You look at Tom Brady and you say. Tom Brady's old. He's 43. He might, this might be the game. He hits a wall. Dude, Tom Brady in seven years is going to be more mobile than Alex Smith is right now because Alex Smith literally <laughs> almost lost his leg and shouldn't be playing in a football game. When Aaron Donald was hanging on Alex Smith's back, I almost had a stroke. It was literally the worst thing I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Par, come on now. What, what, do you, what do you see the score being? Like 10-2? to 2? Like I a mean- football team?
2: I mean, it, it might be a 10 to two game. And if it's a 10 to two game, then I'm definitely taking eight and a half points with Washington. So uh, that's pretty easy math. Uh, but to, honestly, if I had to bet a straight side on this, I would take those eight and a half points just because you're giving me. It's eight right now. I'm seeing eight. So fuck you. Okay, fine. I'm still taking eight. Uh, you're giving me more than a touchdown on a, on a home team in the playoffs. Uh, in what should be a pretty low-scoring game, and just to to go back into the way back machine, uh, the last time uh, or one of the times a team without a, a winning record hosted a playoff game, it was the Carolina Panthers, coached by Ron Rivera, who knocked Riverboat off, Ron who knocked off the Arizona Cardinals, coached by Bruce Arians. So. I don't oh, have a Bruce Arians I, nickname. He I'll just wears funny hats. I'll be Bruce, damn. Bruce Arians
0: hats are so funny.
1: <laughs> I, also, I also believe on another note here that Chase Young tweeted something along the lines of, I'm going to break Tom Brady's legs in half. So maybe he winds up like, no, I'm kidding. But he was talking this weekend and he was talking about how excited he was. The actual Facebook tweet read, Tom so, the actual
0: tweet read, whatever happened to Alex Smith's leg is going to happen to both of your legs uh, times, <laughs> times two. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But let's, uh, let's get back into, uh, you know, my picks here. Bucks minus two, Tease, hammer it. Bills uh, by a half a point, hammer it. That's my tease. The bills are coming in at six and a half points. I want to, I want to go back to the regular spreads here. I want to side bet with you pair here. I'll take the, uh, I'll take the Bucks at minus eight. I'll hope it moves towards seven. It probably won't. I'll take the Bucs on the side with you, pair. I'm taking the bucks minus eight against the Washington stupid football team, and uh, I'm taking your Bills at minus six and a half, okay, against the Colts solely because I think Philip Rivers is a bitch and he can't play outside. And that Bills team is balling right now, Dude, When the Bills win thirty-five to seventeen, that what you just did right there, you're going to feel stupid for it because you're a Bills fan and you're af- you're like me with the Cowboys. You're afraid to just admit the Bills yeah, well, might so be you know, you know fucking amazing. Yeah, you know dude, exactly. Feels. But I haven't had a team this good to cheer for other than the the Cowboys' Tony Romo-Des Bryant team that the NFL rigged the game and said Des Bryant didn't catch a
2: ball, <laughs> in
0: which he literally reached three yards. Well, it's not a football move. Like, literally the stupidest <laughs> fucking thing I've ever seen in the world. So, I apologize. I make. fired up. I'm getting a little <laughs> off here. Dude, Tony Romo is my favorite sports... At, like. Favorite athlete of all, time. He's uh, of all time. He's my role model. And that was his last hoorah. That was his last chance. He broke his back in the next preseason. <laughs> that just makes me want to cry. So, <laughs> no, So I love the Bills in this oh, spot. Boy. They're my favorite spread pick of the week here. I think the Bills are going to torch the Colts because this game's in Buffalo. If this game was in Indianapolis, maybe not so much because you know, old man Philip Rivers is going to climb that pocket and he's going to do his thing. But... Against uh, against the Bills on the road, he's going to get destroyed. He's going to get wrecked. And again, I just want to hammer it home: Bucks minus two, Bills minus a half. It's free money. Take that free money. Win your bet. Win your tiny next lock of the week. And outside of that, I uh, if you want to if you want to you know parlay or like do do a fun parlay that's probably going to hit this week. Take the Ravens money line. Take the Saints money line. Uh, take the Steelers spread and take the uh the Bills spread because I think all four of those hit in a big way I think those are the the money uh, those are the money teams of uh of the division weekend or <clears throat> wild card weekend excuse me and uh look at game look at teams like Seattle that,
2: the sound you hear is uh Sportsbook operators everywhere looking their chops at the favorite money line uh parlay. Right? <laughs> There's and two that, that.
0: favorites in there. I'm not picking every I'm not going down the list and just saying this is the thing. I love to bet with favorites, but I love to pick and choose which favorites I like to put it. I don't just go down the line and, like look, let, let's just let's just break this down for one minute for the sake of the show. The Saints aren't gonna lose to the Bears. The Bears are stupid. The Bears are a dumb team. They literally cannot win. They're incapable of winning pairs. So I don't care if they're minus
2: 365 teams. days ago, everybody was saying that about the Saints against the Vikings. Everybody.
0: Yeah, because you literally. live in Minnesota. Yeah, no, I don't literally care. everyone. I don't care. I don't, I'm, I'm ignoring you. Uh, the, safe, <laughs> the Saints are not going to lose to the Bears. The Steelers are going to beat the COVID-stricken Browns.
2: I'll agree with that one.
0: Boom. 100%. Boom City. The Bills are absolutely going to cover against the Colts. There's no question in my mind that's going to happen. And the Ravens' money line against the Titans is gold. So tell me where I went wrong there. I'm not picking minus 700. I don't,
1: I don't think you went wrong anywhere, but there is one lock that you're missing Denver Broncos, 2022 Super Bowl champions.
0: <laughs> Get out of here. Get <laughs> out of here. So I just, yeah, I just want to round things up with that. I, I think the Ravens at minus three have good value against the spread. They're not my top pick of the week. They're probably my second pick because I do think they're trending in the right direction right now. And I do think Seattle – I think Russell Wilson finally gets it together this week against a, a Rams team that has completely fallen apart at the absolutely worst time possible. So um, get, on, get on Seattle's spread. Get on Buffalo spread. Get on Baltimore's spread. Uh, get on the, the Pittsburgh spread. Three of the, those four should hit, if not all four of those. Those are the favorites that I like this week. Obviously, one or two upsets is bound to happen. It's the NFL. It's a weird league. So uh, try to try to just stay away from the games that you think something can go wrong in, and that's why I'm sticking with the Bucks because the, the Washington football team is incapable of scoring points. Now, uh, I want to round up today's show with a little bit of a national championship preview alongside uh, Paris College Corner here. Per, uh, take it away here for the last uh, – the last couple minutes of the show here and, uh, tell us what we should be looking for come, uh, come Monday. And, um, this weekend in terms of, uh, college sports.
2: Well, let's take a look at the, uh, at the big event, start off with a national championship. I got one angle that I want to highlight on this one. Um, Nick Saban at Alabama played four games, played four national championships in the BCS era. Okay. Uh, he was 4-0 and ATS in those games with a 15.5-point uh, cover rate or, or margin of cover in those games, meaning on average he beat the spread by 15.5 points. Uh, back in those days, you had a month to prep for those games. Uh, these days, you have 10 days to prep. Uh, Nick Saban has also made four national title game appearances uh, in the playoff era, and 0 and 4 ATS with an Bear, 11. You're an and idiot! And
1: my God, is it 15,000 gray hairs in the bottom left of
2: your beard? Figure it out, buddy. Glad you could join us, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> Back to what you were saying, Bear. Back to what I was saying. Yeah, uh, Saban 0 and 4 ATS, 11 and a, negative 11 and a half points average. Uh, performance against the spread in the playoff era in national championships uh the less preparation the worse for these alabama teams i think uh we're going to have a healthy-ish justin fields um and we're also probably going to see some some more bulletin board material uh, motivation from ohio from ohio state after nick saban's daughter uh talked shit to them about holy shit what is
0: up with people just having to piss this team off
2: I don't know, but it uh, didn't work out too well the first time, and I'm not sure it's going to work out too well the second time. I think Ohio State's going to perform a lot better than people anticipate in this game. Uh, but if you see Jalen Waddle back on the field for this game too for Alabama, holy shit, pound the over up to like 100 points because uh, before the season started, Jalen Waddle was considered the unstoppable threat on that Alabama offense, and then Devontae Smith went and won the Heisman. So And it's
0: no secret, college football is not my favorite sport to bet on, but if I'm going to, I mean, not if, I'm going to bet on this game. Um, I don't love anything. I'm probably going to take a Ohio State plus eight, and I'm probably going to roll with the over on this game just for uh, entertainment's sake. Uh, anything that you think I'm doing stupid there, pair, or would you agree with everything that I just said, uh, being that it sounds like you agree with me?
2: No, I think we're going to have a back and forth shootout. So um, if you're getting more than the touchdown, that's definitely advantageous to uh, take the points in there. Um, and then, like I said, we're going to see a lot of points. So I would hit that over. I don't think it's nearly high enough.
0: And we're going to pull a Kyrie Irving and sit the NBA out today. But um, <laughs> for a college basketball pair, um, what are we looking at for the weekend? And, and what are we looking into uh, for, for a conference play going into next week?
1: Before we dive into that real quick, I want to remind everybody, just in case you had forgotten, Lane Kiffin had sex with Nick Saban's daughter. That is a thing that happened
2: in real life.
0: It's, Go ahead, uh, Bear. it's a fact because yeah. Dylan said it.
2: It's a that's, real why they, that's why they call it the Lane Train, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh,
0: college basketball, the, the Lane Train is uh, – dude another side note um because everyone's probably so used to us just being idiots by now anyways uh didn't whatever that that douchebag from uh blue mountain state the offensive coordinator that comes in i i'm pretty sure his character was based off of wayne kiffin i don't know if you guys have watched blue mountain state at all dylan have you watched bms
1: yeah and i think you're right <laughs> yeah dude he's is, literally Lane
0: yeah. kiffin on the show and it is i think nick saban is uh <laughs> Is Marty McDaniels, yeah. and it is the funniest thing once you piece those two things together, because there's a couple of things on that show that... I think they, they're uh,
1: appearing into reality, yeah. that's yeah, That, they, they that show is references. more of a documentary than you think it was.
0: <laughs> it's like a cross of Alabama and and Boise State. Yeah. It's, that's, that's, that, to me, like when Boise was running the, the Eiffel Tower or whatever, the Statue of Liberty and doing cool things and not just... The being Eiffel and <laughs> that when oh, Boise was man. running the Eiffel Tower, yikes! Was that
2: a was that a Rudy Gobert? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like There's also. so many
0: horrible directions that one oh, could have gone. So let's go. Uh, let's focus back on college basketball, Pair, What do you got for us so we can get out of here and people don't have to listen to us talk anymore?
2: Uh, yeah, I I wish we could talk more about how I wish uh, Nick Saban's <laughs> daughter had actually had sex with Monty Kiffin. not Lane (laughs) Kiffin, but, uh, uh, looking ahead to this weekend in college basketball, I think we've got some, uh, high performing ATS teams and some, uh, quality teams in, uh, decent discount spots. Um, tomorrow I'm looking at Winthrop. This is a seven to ATS team. Uh, they're a really good zigzag team. Uh, meaning they, they beat it up in the first game of these back-to-backs. They're playing. Yeah. Um, we got Missouri State. They're a 5-1 ATS team at Valpo who has not played since December 19th because of COVID. Um, Radford at Charleston Southern. Uh, Charleston Southern is a 1-6 ATS team. They always get their ass kicked in the first game of these zigzag games and that's what is tomorrow. Then um, you're going to have Gonzaga on the road tomorrow getting a slight road discount at Portland. Uh, we've seen them get close to covering numbers uh, but They actually haven't performed that well, ATS, so uh, on the road might be a better spot to get them at a shorter price. Um, And then the big matchup this weekend, uh, Sunday and Monday, we've got the back-to-back Loyola and Drake. Uh, This is going to be a fun one, uh, and I think you're going to have some value on the total in that game. Uh, Both these teams don't play very fast, uh, and they don't allow very many points. Uh, Both allow about 59 points per game, but they both score... they score 78 and 84 respectively. They both shoot 53%. They're both low 40 percentage, uh, from three. Uh, so both teams are top 10 in both of those categories. I think you're going to see a lot more points than, uh, the Osmakers expect. I look for a total to pop, uh, at like 133 range in that game. Um, so if you see something in that, the mid one thirties range, I think there's a lot of value on the over. Now
0: to finish today's show, um, I want to find out who the biggest expert in college basketball is between you two, with one question that is so important, and uh, basically is going to to give me my opinion on you guys for the rest of the time that we have this show. Um, wh- Dylan, starting with you, what state is Edward Waters College located in?
1: Edward Waters. It sounds to me like it's got to be an East Coast. Cause it's named after an old white guy. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna take a waters water. I'm gonna take a shot in the dark here and go southeast where I'm gonna be moving, which is the state of Florida.
0: And pair, what is your guess for where Edward Waters is Edward located? Edward
2: Waters. Uh, I'm gonna second uh, Dylan on that one and say Florida.
0: God damn it. How'd you guys know that? Dylan, are you Googling something over there? <laughs> I'm impressed. I was expecting, that was good. They're, they're both Edward in Jacksonville. It is in
1: Florida. Oh, hey, that's actually where I'm moving is Jacksonville itself.
0: They're, they're looking at it in, uh, The reason that I'm, uh, I'm so surprised. And the reason that I actually brought it up is, uh, I was trying to cap this Jacksonville college, the Jacksonville dolphins, uh, college <laughs> game today. And I was looking at a uh, common opponents for, for North Florida, and uh, I saw that they played Edward Waters. <laughs> and that was one of their, their two victories this year. And I thought to myself, this is hilarious. Why haven't I ever seen a plus spread with Edward Waters from the Paris? If he was a real expert, he would know that.
2: Um, probably because they have like, I don't know, I'm guessing like a thousand kids uh, enrolled at that school, maybe. And it takes probably... five to make a basketball team pair i understand but these are probably all kids who aren't allowed to like watch r-rated movies or some shit in one of these crazy I don't know, dude. schools anything
0: in jacksonville i don't think that they have a problem with r-rated movies so <laughs> moving on with things here um dylan uh you you talked about your golf picks here uh kind of you know get us out of here today with uh where can we find your golf picks on twitter and how are you doing so far
1: uh Decent so far It's I, I actually failed to put in my first round Leader bets and I was joking with these guys Via text about that uh, However hey, yeah. the the bets that I had for first round Leader didn't hit anyway so it's okay um, <laughs> Outside of that I would say the card all in all is looking pretty good There's a couple of slouchers Tony Fino I took for a top 5 finish Which is something he's usually good for And he's uh, almost dead last right now Outside of that got a few guys that are in the Minus 3 to minus 6 mix which put them In the conversation for being able to compete Seat. My concern is that Justin Thomas is going to run away with this and and shoot minus fucking forty seven on the weekend. So we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, and uh, pair your golf leans. How are they looking so far? How's Ethan's boy Wolfie doing?
2: Uh, I don't think he's playing. Well, uh,
0: it's, not he yeah. <clears throat> it's not a surprise.
2: Yeah, it's not a surprise that Ethan picked the guy that's
0: not <laughs> playing in the tournament. <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, I'm a big Patrick Reed fan right now. I've got uh, Fat I think Pat. Is- oh, oh, yeah.
1: Who's a Patrick Reed fan? That's a thing. He's, he's Camp in America.: I love dude.
0: rooting for Patrick Reed when he's like playing that like, evil America role <laughs> against other things. He fucking I think it's so kicks funny. his just,
1: ball around the course, like it's this, goddamn soccer. This
0: fat American <laughs> cheater is just running around, making us proud. I love it.
2: Uh, the guys I play golf with most often, we call him Fat Feed, um, <laughs> but I have a good position on him at uh, 15 to one right now, so pretty hopeful.
0: Well, there you have it. And, Pear, where can we find your picks on Twitter?
2: Uh, find me at the Paris 11
0: And Pear is temporarily retired because he's been put on probation due to his SMU pick yesterday. So yeah, um, I'm also proud so. The outright loss. Yeah, Pear also tried to quit the show like 17 times in the last day. <laughs> I, had to, <laughs> I had to talk him off the ledge a couple times here. So we're glad to have Pear back. And, uh, Pear... We're gonna hit it hot, Perry, Perry. Perry, you've been profitable like six weeks in a row. This is your first bad week uh, <laughs> Shake it off, buddy. And you can find uh, you can find my picks on zonecoverage.com at uh, tiny nick's gambling picks. You can find me on Twitter at the real tiny nick. You can find uh, us on Instagram at tiny nick's giant picks. And you can find Ethan on Twitter at the worst stupidest person in the whole world that I hope never comes back on this show. Uh, Dylan Muse Success uh, is your Twitter. In case uh, anybody didn't catch that, um, I'm gonna save. Uh, I'm gonna save the joke here today. If Ethan was here, I'd say Ethan, what's your Twitter? And he would say, uh, my Twitter is at uh, Muse Successor uh, and. Uh, Nobody would understand it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, glad,
2: I'm glad. we got the drop-in cameo from from Ethan just to just to throw off the rhythm of the show. You know, just, just in case I hope everyone else that.
1: is amused by Ethan. Part of the reason why I always laugh at his jokes is because he's just I'm so used to his stupidity in yeah. all occasions. But I hope that everybody on well, the show it really comes down to really, really feel that.
0: I'm only funny when because I'm so not funny, and uh, Ethan <laughs> is a. Uh, Ethan is the best at exploiting uh, every single thing that I say that's not uh, right on the ball, especially, I mean, you too, you as well, Dylan, and he's really attacking you lately pair. So uh, to the listeners at home, uh, we look forward to seeing you guys on Monday with Ethan. Um, We'll have him back for our bad day segment. Hopefully it's a good day for gamblers uh, or a good weekend for gamblers this weekend. And uh, Dylan, if your golf picks don't hit, you're scratched. We'll see you soon. Sweet.